rolling. As am I. Oh my god. I've got mm. a confession to make, yes. which is something I've already said today. Uh, just now, I said I've got a confession to make, which is I failed to record the first time we recorded this podcast. Oh, really? And then the second time. So this is the third time we are trudging through this overworked morass of... I wonder what Jake picked today. It's perfect because it's not like we've got anything on. Uh, we're really busy. No. It's going to be a, yes. a short one today. Mm-hmm. A date fight night. So, so painful. And watch us really lift it off the yes. page. But it's for good reasons. It's a good yeah. thing. It's a good thing that we've got too much on yep, for you guys. You're going to enjoy it so much. We can't tell yes, you what Yes, that's it is. true. That there is that. But um, let's really lift this one off the page, Nat. Uh, two really <laughs> strong rehearsals. Let's have it. <laughs> Take you to oh look I've gone up an octave just to see if there's any energy up there. 1649. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the energy? Is oh, it right. there? Nope, it's not. 1649. <laughs> when the House of Commons <laughs> abolishes the House of Lords. Why did they do that? I don't know. They said well, I do know because the House of Lords is rubbish. Uh, they said the Commons assembled in Parliament, finding by too long experience the House of Lords is useless and dangerous to the people of England. And here, here. Unfortunately, in 1660 after the restoration uh, they brought the House of Lords back Um, and since then we've been trying to get rid of it ever since in 1999 we got rid of most of the hereditary peers but not all of them Um, but after that that was meant to be just the first stage in the reform of the Lords and so in 2003 um, there was a bill before Parliament which could have made it 80% elected but the left wing Labour MPs uh, rejected that because they wanted it to be abolished completely so it failed by three votes and so we didn't get an 80% elected chamber in the two thousand, that seems that seems a bit, you know. Yeah, it seems like if, if you short sighted, let's say, or cutting off your nose to spite your face, which is probably, I don't know. A... <laughs> it's just a nose. It's, who cares? You've you've done this so many times. I'm so sorry. In the two thousand and five election, there were still lots of uh, everyone wanted to reform the Lords. Guess what the Conservative Party's position on reforming the Lords was? Um, I th- I think they they wanted eighty percent. Uh, uh, Elected. Elected second chamber. Yes, they didn't guess how much Labour wanted. 70% that. 70%? I yeah. know, it's the Conservatives it's wanted madness. more than the Labour Party. That is what madness, a, what a strange that. fact it's to madness. have found out. Yeah, I'm uh, very the, surprised by your fact. <laughs> the Lib Dems wanted a fully elected Senate. And on the 7th of March 2007, there were 10 indicative votes to show what the House of Commons wanted to do. And from 337 to 224, they voted for a fully elected second chamber. And then no one did anything about it. Uh, on the 17th of May 2011, um, there was another proposal for the House of Commons for a 300-member hybrid house, 80% elected, and uh, no one did anything about that either. So we keep trying to change it, and then people go, no, no one really cares. We're happy being subjects to this conglomeration of appointees, placeholders and aristocrats. It's absolutely fine. You just carry on being in charge. And that's Britain. I like, I like you know... If you had it on your sort of business card, placeholder. Yeah. I hope that would be <laughs> nice. What did you do with your life as a placeholder? Place Just seat place warmer. Seat warmer. Indicative votes. Do they have any purpose whatsoever other than being some sort of sop? They're just a to tease. Say, well, look, well. They tease you. Ooh, something could happen if they... Oh, look, they all agree it should. We're not going to do It's not going to, though. No. Fine. I'm going to take you to the 19th of March... Mm. 
2002. 2002. And yeah. hey, Nat, Zimbabwe. Oh. Ooh. What happened in Zimbabwe? Weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're suspended from the Commonwealth on charges of human rights abuses and also mm-hmm. uh, for uh, reckless farm seizures. Imagine being excluded, Nat, from the Commonwealth, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> For seizing uh, land. Let, a little bit of politics. Is this on? <laughs> uh, I like that. It's also reckless farm seizures. Like a yeah, yeah, yeah. careful farm seizure would be fine. If you're going to seize a farm, do it very carefully. Mm. And uh, inflation was already well underway, but this really brought about the the beginning of the end economically for Zimbabwe. Nat, mm-hmm. you won't believe these figures I'm going to throw at you. <laughs> you just won't believe them, mate. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Hyperinflation began. Mm-hmm. So, Nat, mm-hmm. oh, mate, yeah. guess what? Yeah. Inflation was running at in the year 2000 there. I'll tell you, okay. it's 55%. Oh, sounds about right. That's staggering, isn't yeah, that's it? That's a lot. Guess but it what it was feasible. in 2000. In 2002, mate, it was 198%. What? I, what? That's like if you get a birthday card from someone with a tenner inside, by the next year, it's only worth a third as much as I said two times ago. That's right, you did. <laughs> Nat, in one year, Zimbabwe... Okay, well, anyway, we got to... I I could have done it better, couldn't I? Blooming heck, I've had enough practice at it. (laughs) Have another run at it. We'll cover it again. Peak month-on-month inflation Mm -hmm. uh, was in 2008. And month-on-month inflation was 79.6%. Billion. What? Percent. There's no such thing I, I as know. 79.6 billion percent. That's 18 zeros. Meaning that the annual year-on-year inflation in mid-November 2008 in Zimbabwe. Nat, <laughs> sit down, mate, because this is going to blow your socks off. Was 89.7 sextillion percent. What? Nat, that's not even a number. <laughs> oh, dear. And then you say, yes, it is. It's... Yes, it is. It's 79 sextillion and one is also a... No- I don't know. Let's do the birthdays. Happy Brent. birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to Glenn Close, who played the Marquise de Marte in Dangerous Liaisons, was Cruella de Vil in 100 Mon Dalmatians, and has made consistently interesting acting choices ever since. She played Robin Williams' mother when in The World According to Garp when she was merely four years older than Robin Williams, so that tells you all you need to know about Hollywood. Happy birthday, Glenn Close. You're... Brilliant. That is quite a shocking uh, statistic, that, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say happy death day to Arthur C. Clarke. Um, mm. I know that uh, people have uh, some funny feelings about Arthur C. Clarke. <laughs> he had some funny feelings about other people well, as well. He, he vociferously <laughs> denied have... having any funny feelings. No, did he? Be, um, they were just allowed to walk over his new back garden in, was it Thailand? Oh, let's just, Sri Lanka. Let's just move Sri on. Sri Lanka. From all okay. that mucky bit, like, you know, like, like don't muddy the water. Anyway, the point yes. is... Let's remember Jimmy Savile for his good work for charity. He, he don't muddy the waters now, come on. Uh, <laughs> let's remember Gary Glitter's top ten hits. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what I would say is that Inventing satellite television broadcasting, uh, serving as a consultant for things like NASA and predicting almost everything that's ever come to pass is slightly more mm. of achievement, more of an achievement than what glitter, the big Gar- silver badge than, <laughs> that yeah, people can hang around their neck. I'm the leader. I'm the leader. So it's dependent on what you can achieve. No, all right, 
right, fine. Look, I've ruined today, okay? <laughs> I've ruined today. Come back tomorrow when we'll definitely be better. I'm sorry I ruined today. This has been a really <laughs> painful... If you are stuck with children at oh. home uh, looking for ways to educate them, what better way could there be than listening to Date Fight every morning as part of your morning routine? Because the commuters aren't doing it, so you might as well make up the slack. Yeah, uh, the first lesson to teach your child is be really diligent about how much hard drive space you've got free before you embark on recording a podcast. <laughs> Top tip for you there. I'm going to go and crawl under our manhole cover. And, and I'm going to look at Jake's manhole. <laughs> okay, goodbye. <laughs> See you tomorrow, bye. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs>